0: Anderson Afternoons, the podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to the podcast. We're going to talk about live music venues. They're getting to be fewer and fewer. The Windsor Hotel is ending its live music. We'll talk to musicians Rami Mays, Josh Bedry and Mike Menza and also Brent Fitz, a very famous Winnipeg drummer who's now playing with some of the biggest names in music we'll talk to him about it as well please rate the podcast please subscribe to the podcast and now the podcast this is Rami Mays Rami how are you Good, Hal. How are you? I am excellent. Let me guess. I, know, you... I was surprised. I was
2: like, why is he calling me Ronnie? Well, because,
1: <laughs> you know, the producers write down the first name of the person, and I looked down just as I was going to a break, and it said Ronnie. But that's easy to understand. Ronnie's a very common name, Rami, not so common. But listen. You know uh, what?
2: I get called Romy more than Romy. So do I you? At least it sounded
1: right. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I'm guessing you want to call in and talk about the loss of another live music venue in the Windsor Hotel. I do. I'm just...
2: It's really hard to understand, but um, I, I see the patterns. I mean, I've been around the scene long enough to sort of see why live music is becoming harder and harder to access um, for people who want to see it. And I think it has a lot to do with, like certain people think it's it has to do with the late night times that nobody wants to go out anymore. But that's not true because everyone always wanted to go out always. I think there's the economy, there's technology. I mean, if you can stream it on your phone and you could see it on your YouTube and it's cozy at home, why go out? You know what I mean? But then there's also the millennials. It's a whole new era, you know, of different kind of the people that go out at night. Are We're getting older, and the younger people don't really care as much about live music as they do as digital music, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I'm like, not you know, sure. They- I, I think you hit a few on the head for sure there. Um, yeah. I, I, but I think, hasn't this, this has been, a, this isn't a real recent problem. This has been going on for years. We've been losing exactly. live men, um, live music venues.
2: Definitely progressive, and I think you know. Just, well, the economy has so much to do with that as well. But I mean, we need the people to come out so that the people, the places can afford to stay open. This is something that's been happening. I mean, why I stopped touring heavily in 2016 was exactly that reason, because I, I, the venues that used to pay me say in Kansas City 3,000 to show up we're only able to do five hundred now because they didn't couldn't afford it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I couldn't bring my band and I couldn't make it there. You know, so I mean not that, I mean I just threw those numbers out for anyone that's curious. Yeah. Right. I didn't really you know what I mean? Um but yeah, but I but the good news is is what I wanted to call in for sure and let you know is that I actually started booking a new music venue and trying to re and sort of like relight some more music venues in the city. Um you know I booked the cavern for two and a half years. Before it just closed down, um, and I'm and I'm booking 1928, and 1928 is the St James Hotel, the old Falcon
1: Okay, tell us about it.
2: And yeah, so so I've been booking them since December. I mean, of course, let me just state. I just realized I said I'm, I've been booking a venue that closed down. I didn't close down the cavern because I booked <laughs> Bad Bath or something. Yeah, that place that place was closing right. anyway. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But I booked it for two and a half years. But um, yeah, so so about in at the beginning of December. I uh, got connected with the owner, Danny Sudinski, and he and I decided to try to turn this this venue that he had this beautiful space Mm. and this wonderful spot, and we said, let's turn it into a music venue as well. You know, he really, he has a passion for music. So that's been going really well. We have live music every Friday and Saturday night. Um, Right now, there's no cover, and it's the same bands that have nowhere to play in town, so all the same great talent that... I think it's going on, you know.
1: Yeah, and and that's and, excellent. I mean, you know, we talk about obviously we're talking today because the Windsor's closing, but that's great that you called in to say, hey, wait a minute. That's what I wanted yeah. to. Yeah.
2: That's yeah. it. I sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you. No. Yeah, no, but that's exactly I wanted to put a positive spin on something that seems like it's this grim thing that's happening in Winnipeg, but there's opportunity for more people to come out and just so people know that there are our venues that are still working really hard to get the music out for them, you know? Yeah. And um, and the reason we're doing no cover is because of how hard that is. Sure. And I I don't know how long no cover will last, but for now it's it's a cohesive, you know, we get you in the door, we want you to come in. Yeah. And then also, you know, it makes it easier for you to come see live music, which we care about.
1: Yeah. You know, another trend that I've seen a lot growing over the past uh, few years is house concerts. And a lot of big names, names that I would think are big or relatively big names, will now go and do a house concert. They can make more money. It's easier to book that, and it's more consistent work.
2: I I can't disagree with that. Um, That's a double negative. (laughs) Um, I'll agree with that, that the house concerts are becoming more and more popular. Uh, For example, on Valentine's Day, we're doing a Valentine's show in a house. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, like myself, I'm playing a concert in a home. But yeah, I mean, there's consistency. You're going to get the you know, say it's usually about twenty dollars a head, and you're going to get the forty, fifty, sixty people that come to their shows, and it's a very intimate experience for those people. It's not my favorite kind of way to perform. I mm-hmm. like playing full band on stage. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it, but it is. It's definitely something that's happened. I just don't want to see it happen full time. To you know, I mean, to not be able to go to a bar or a, a venue, a concert. Out, out and about, and see music, and grab a beer, and sit down at the table, and come and go as you please. That's just that's just part of my upbringing, yep. <laughs> as, yep. it, as it is as it is many. And so, I mean, I, I'm not that surprised that the Windsor closed down. I'm sad for them mm-hmm. because I played there a lot when it was a blues bar.
1: Yeah, I, that's when I remember the Windsor when it was yeah. a, when it was the blues place in town.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, right on the side is still the mural, right? Yep. that has the big Winnipeg home of the blues type of thing. And uh, but then it's turned into you know a little bit of a heavier have kind of took over from the Albert mm-hmm. it seemed you know what i mean when Sam Smith took it over which yep. is great except that only sort of led to more um invitations for riffraff, you know what yeah. i mean like without sounding like a jerk but yeah
1: no but so, it's that's it's fact yeah. we're here we're hearing about it uh, in the news today again so right. it's uh, you're not saying yeah. anything that that isn't uh, isn't factual hey rami i'm really glad you called in uh, one more time just tell us where you're booking and entertainment friday and saturday nights free cover right now tell us again about it
2: yeah, for sure. So it's the old, it's the St. James Hotel, the old Fox and Hounds, yep. right on Seventeen Nineteenth Portage. Yep. And uh, and we're called. It's called Nineteen Twenty Eight, which is the year it was built. So Nineteen Twenty Eight, St. James Hotel. Cool. And we are yeah, and it's all Winnipeg's best bands. Um, I, I, every Friday Saturday we're booked till May right now, and uh, come on down. There's great everything.
1: I love it. Ronnie, I'm gonna come check it out. Thanks a lot for the call. I appreciate it.
2: Thanks, Hal. Thanks for your time
1: couple musicians join us on the phone now to chat about this. Uh, Josh Bedry. Josh, good afternoon. Hey,
3: good afternoon, Hal.
1: Thanks a lot for doing this. I appreciate it. And also, Mike Menza. Hi, Mike. Hey, Hal. How's it going? Excellent. So you guys are both upset about this. Mike, I'll get to you in a minute. I want to start with Josh because, Josh, you will be playing the final live show at the Windsor Hotel. How do you feel about that? Uh, It's... It's going, to be, uh, it's going to be a good
3: show, but, you know, bittersweet, lots of memories in that venue. Um, unfortunately, this is the third venue I think I've closed down uh, unintentionally, but uh, so I'm kind of getting, getting used to it by now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is sad. Uh, I was talking to Rami Mays earlier. She called in uh, to talk about a music, uh, a live music venue that she's booking now. The St. James Hotel over here used to be the Fox and Hounds. They call it 1928 now, and she's booking uh, acts in there. So while it's sad to see the Windsor closing, uh, she wanted people to know there are still some venues out there. But it is, uh, Mike, getting a lot more scarce for live music venues, isn't it? Yeah,
4: it's uh I mean there's still tons of places to play but you know this takes a takes a big chunk out of our our music community you know there's a lot of bands that have come through and played the Windsor for the first time and there's bands that have toured around the world and have played the Windsor you know as far as Europe and you know all over the world it, it it's it's unfortunate that uh, you know the venue's got to close uh due to the unfortunate circumstances attached with you know the building itself
1: yeah, what, uh, Josh? What's the uh, venue like now? Because one of the two murders to start this year happened at the Windsor Hotel—a triple shooting. One person, a 20-year-old man, uh, was killed. We're hearing of of late from police that it's getting rougher and, and rougher. Has that been your experience? Uh,
3: personally, no. But I mean, I'm, I'm not so um, blind to the. To the things that are are going on there but my personal experience has always been you know dealing with the, the lovely staff that work there with with the bands that play there with the fans that, that come to the shows even people you meet outside are, are generally um you know non non-aggressive just sometimes want to chat um so i would say personally I have not been involved in any, uh, shootings or murders, but, uh, (laughs) uh, certainly no laughing matter. Yeah. Um, from what I hear it is, it is, it is, uh, sort of getting,
1: getting that way. And Mike, I know you've got some strong thoughts on that.
3: Yeah.
4: It's just unfortunate to see if anywhere. I've I've never had as much as, you know, a guitar pick or a cable go missing there. Um, getting shut down just, due to uh you know the murders and stuff that have happened recently on the hotel side, like Josh was saying, you know like you know the people there are having a great time, the people in the venue are great, the people outside of the venue you know they're not aggressive you know they ask for smoke's a bit of change it's you know offer what you can be respectful and move along right like it's uh it's just it's uh it's it's not easy losing a venue again.
1: Mm-hmm. And Josh, you're doing the last uh, live music show there, and you even had your wedding social at the Windsor.
3: Yeah, I did. So brought my brought my my small family and and a lot of friends there. We sold out. Um, even had you know people waiting to get in outside. I've got you know elder uh, family members and not a not a single eye um batted at at the fact there was you know a bucket collecting drips from the ceiling there's there was just a certain charm to that place that uh that you can't replace um unfortunately but i i had a great time and so did my wife we uh we uh, got to perform on stage in front of our family members there so it uh, it was a good experience
1: very cool uh, Mike, what why are people listen, uh these live music venues close? I I guess because there's not enough people going out to check out the acts or maybe you want to disagree with that. Um what's happening? Why are people not going out and and supporting live music like they once did?
4: I think I think people are still going out and supporting live bands. Um the, that that support's kind of an undying thing in the music community. Um you know, sometimes there's you know, too many bands booked across the same weekend, across different venues, and you know that'll that'll spread a crowd pretty thin. Um, but I, but I think it is, is you know, it's like oh another shooting at the Windsor, or, oh somebody was killed at the Windsor, and it's like you know I, I haven't had an instance in the venue where I've felt threatened or anything, and but but things like that you know it deters people away to you know coming out to shows like that, which you know lowers bar sales and everything else and. You know, kills, kills the vibe of the room, and then it's got the reputation attached beside it, where, oh, yeah, you don't want to go there. You know, it's like, uh, uh, just, um, yeah, it, it's unfortunate when things like this happen, and it kills the reputation of a venue.
1: Yeah. Josh, what do you think? Uh, I mean, not just the Windsor, but why are generally some of these live music venues uh, getting out of that aspect of the business? Um,
3: following up, um with what Mike said. Um sometimes you know, rent in certain areas of town is too high for a for a, a music venue to uh to just to keep paying month by month. Um so you're you're seeing some of these venues either close down, switch hands a number of times, um or or just, you know, fade from existence entirely. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's tough to see. It's tough, uh, you know, trying to, to book the next gig, but, um, as, as I see it, there are new venues opening up and new opportunities. Like you mentioned, Rami's got the 1928 Bulldog Pizzas playing more shows there. We still got the handsome daughter. We've got the goodwill. Um, there are, there are venues to play and, uh, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll keep moving on.
1: Yeah, Josh, uh, give some thought. I, w- I want you to tell us about the last show at the Windsor, Mike. I want to give you a chance to sure. plug, a, plug an upcoming uh, a gig here, Mike. Go ahead. Where can we see
4: you? Uh, it's the next gig, I mean, like endless chaos. My, my band doesn't have anything going up, but I recommend everybody uh, you know goes down for the last hurrah down at the uh, at the Windsor. Uh, I believe that's on the twenty fifth of January yeah. uh, with uh, Witch Trip. Votov, Inhumed. Who else is on that bill, Josh? Uh,
3: Kratom is opening the night. And Votov, our local It's
1: going to be a good night of uh,
4: heavy music and,
3: you know, have
4: some drinks, have some fond memories. You know, it was a great room. It always sounded good in there.
1: Yeah.
4: uh, You know, it's going to be a good show, and I highly recommend if you've never even been out. You know, come on for
1: that last hurrah. Mike, Mike, Josh, guys, thank you very much. Appreciate your time today. Hey, thanks. Seven. Have a nice day. Winnipeg drummer Brent Fitz. Brent, how are you, sir? Hi, how? Thank you for doing this. I have to apologize here, live in front of everybody on the uh, on the air for texting you at that ungodly hour this morning of nine o'clock. I, I as I'm sending it, I'm going. Wait a minute. This is a musician. <laughs> Why am I doing this?
0: <laughs> okay, I can look at it.
1: Oh, you're, 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 you're probably going to want to speak to me a little bit later. Can you hear me? Yes, I, yeah, your cell phone kind of cut out for a second. Yeah. Hey, I just wanted oh, to so ask I, you, uh, that's okay, a couple things. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, the passing of Rush drummer Neil Peart. Um, uh, you know, I he was far too young, first of all. Drummers often don't get a lot of credit, you know. If anything, they get... They get poked, you know. They people are poking fun at drummers all the time, but he really was one of the best, wasn't he?
0: Well, yeah. The the, the what's the joke? You know, the drummer's the guy that hangs out with musicians. So <laughs> let's just say that if if it hasn't been um, highlighted up until now, the loss of the most important drummer who deserves the title of you know the drummer that not only the drummers should uh, we've all respected for you know many, many years, but the guy who should let everyone else be aware that, wait a minute, the the drummer of Rush, Neil Peart, was so much more. And I think we're all going to spend some time now. I mean, I've been reflecting all weekend, knowing since the news, but um, I've known as a fan since I was a kid, um, how integral he was as a architect of the music of Rush as parts were much more than a two and four contribution to just the tribalness of of rhythm but like his parts were so well orchestrated and so executed in such a you know and, and i saw a tweet from somebody on the weekend that i thought was great that got passed around and someone said there's a whole bunch of cover bands this weekend trying to figure out what song they could hopefully try to play in honor of rush meaning it's probably going to be impossible because nobody could just whip together a song. Yeah. Oh, let's play a Rush song this weekend in order in honor of Rush. <laughs> so, that, so I think the the awareness of Neil Peart as a uh, much more than a musician is um, is maybe going to be highlighted with the unfortunate loss of of his passing. Yeah
1: yeah and your your cell phone's still cutting in and out a little bit where are you by the I'm way are you on tour right now or what are you doing? I know you were in town here uh with Tuke around the holidays. What's going on with you right now
0: I, I was in town and I'm just back in Vegas and I apologize if my my phone's cutting out That's so all right. um I'm just on that on at home here and uh um yeah um it was it was terrible because uh you know just getting the news um down here about um, Neil's passing because you know when I was up in Canada this, over the the holidays you know we play Rush in our in our set yeah. and it's one of the highlights of our show is to play Tom Sawyer and we we did uh, the song The Spirit of Radio on our new Tuke record and um, coming up this week we're playing Tuke is playing in Los Angeles at the our trade show which is called the National Association of Music Merchants our our musicians tr- uh, trade show so I'm pretty sure we're going to be getting a chance to uh you know to honor neil as well and, and be doing some more very some cool. more uh, you know honoring anyway yeah.
1: yeah um hey well i've got you i want to uh, we were talking to musicians today rami mays called in earlier and i was talking to a couple of musicians including one guy who's going to be a part of the last show at the windsor hotel did you ever play the windsor hotel over the years
0: i never got to but you know there isn't another venue in town of course i know the windsor so well but um am i hearing right that is is it going away like the live venue or what what's going on?
1: Yeah, they're getting they're not going to be doing live music anymore. There's uh they're they're doing the final okay. lab, live music show later on this month and it's been a location of late where there's been a lot of crime. In fact, one of our first two murders of this year happened on the weekend at the Windsor. Um that isn't oh, connected gosh. isn't connected with the decision to to end the live music, but we're we're kind of talking about how it's getting more and more difficult, uh, you know, out there uh, for musicians to find places to play
0: yeah and i'll just reflect on you know because i was recently home in winnipeg and had the pleasure of playing live two sold out shows at nashville's i know it's alive and well but it's generational and it's sort of i I was talking to a lot of people who did come to our live shows and it's like i haven't been out in 20 years was the thing i kept hearing and i thought really okay great but what i think tuke represents and some of the what we do as a band is we bridge the generation gap of like a lot of people that come to, to our shows are of a different generation of the new kids that go to see live shows. So a lot of people that are in I'm 50 years old, so when, and when you, Hal, would go to see you know bands, it was very commonplace to go out in Winnipeg and enjoy a live band. Right. And I think more and more lately, that's less common, and the clubs have been closing. You know over the last 20 years and this is just a thing where i think a lot of younger kids are looking for a different excuse to go and and be entertained and you know dance music and, and clubs have sort of evolved differently and so you know the tuke show was a uh you know anyone from their early 20s to people in their 70s that came to our show which was very nice but a lot of people were like that were there that filled the room were people who hadn't gone to see a live band in a while and i was kind of like Well, I'm glad we're still being able to, and I'm glad Nashville exists and does cater to a lot of those touring acts that that still cater to live music. But I live in Las Vegas here, and so much going on in this town and the evolution of how this town has changed with gambling and what younger generations want for entertainment. It's interesting because the live, you know, in the lounges, the live bands are very few and far between here, and the headliners change from not just a live uh, artist, musician, artist, but it's like the DJ is the rock star, and I kind of scratch my head because I'm like, is it for me to judge? Because a lot of younger kids that come to Vegas now, they're they're used to seeing the DJ as the mm-hmm. headliner. Yeah. So you know, what are we what are we doing? Well, we're just realizing that you know times change,
1: yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, times do change, and I think you're right. It's a it's a generational thing, and yeah, you know, people aren't drinking as much. They're living living healthier. You know, I mean, there's a lot of I think a lot of factors. But but as I said earlier, you know, if if you're a fan of live music and you're sad to see these venues getting out of that aspect of the business, get out there and support them. Go out and and spend a night and and have a couple of drinks and some uh you know some appetizers and and sit back and and watch a, a live band. I know. And that's,
0: like I said, people came out and said, I haven't had this good. Not only they hadn't been out in so long, but they had the best time in so long that they couldn't remember. And I was like, yeah, see, this is still great to go and see a, a living, breathing live musicians play and everybody has a good time. We feed off the audience. It's about playing live in front of people and, you know, people can stay at home on a Saturday and watch a DVD of their favorite band or get out and have a good time with friends. And It's interaction. It's human interaction. We're missing a lot of that. So I'm a musician. I cater to entertaining people and, you know, and going out and meeting people and, and I love it. So I'm always, you know, under the assumption that everyone else loves it, but, you know, I guess things have changed a little bit, but uh but uh, anyway, it is really sad to know if the Windsor is closing. And, uh, you know, I hope there's still an avenue for young kids to play. Because if a young kid wants to play guitar, how do they get inspired? Like, I played clubs in my teens, the St. Vitale And, of course, then later on, Night Moves and Diamond Club. In those places, I was like a late teenager. And there were so many places to play around town and get your experience in front of an audience. And how many of those clubs are left? Not many for, like, someone who's you know, in their late teens now that wants to perform in front of crowds. I know the the pyramid is still alive and well, and there's some other, and again, to bring up Nashville's and that, but it's just such a smaller window of opportunity for, for younger generations.
1: Brent, thanks a lot for doing this. I promise the next time I text, it will not be so early in the morning. And I'll just say this, you know, you hang out with some of the big stars in the world, biggest stars, biggest names, Slash and Gene Simmons and all these guys. And you always have time for Winnipeg, and I really appreciate that. I know we all do. Thank you.
0: I love you, Hal. You can text me, call me anytime, and I'll be happy to uh, to share my love as a proud Winnipegger and, and, and talk on, uh, on the radio with you. So thanks again. Hal Anderson Afternoons, the
1: podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.